everyone, and welcome again to the Watchlist Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Boyer, joined today by returning guest, Jackie Fiorello, and newcomer, Aaron Newpower. How are you guys doing? Great! (laughs) (laughs) It's good to hear from you both again, and again, and congratulations on uh, both of you graduating yesterday, as of the time of recording this. That's really cool. Thank you so much. It's a weird time to graduate, but we're getting through it. So how did you get, yeah, I know Jackie with your, uh, for those listening, like I said, Jackie's a returning guest from back in episode five. We were talking in that episode about your, uh, uh, senior thesis you were working on. <laughs> so what happened, what happened with that? <laughs> oh, so fun. Um, so it is postponed. Um, the university said that they will give us their equipment to use in the summer if we do want to film, um, which we do. And we're probably mm. gonna have a very reduced crew. We're probably gonna have everyone who is on crew wear masks and um, we still have the funding, we haven't touched it. So we're probably still gonna make the film just with a lot smaller crew and a lot smaller resources, um, which is a little sad, but it's still gonna happen. It's still gonna happen, it's still gonna make it. That's all that so. matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is all, yeah, that's really good that uh, they're like willing to work with you in that regard. Oh, they're they're being totally supportive. Uh, the professors are just absolutely amazing. Anything you need, contact us. Like they gave us a cell phone number, like let us know. Um, so it's really great. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, if anyone, like I said in the back in that previous episode, uh, send your thoughts and prayers to- towards uh, <laughs> the really rude stink bug, and hopefully, I appreciate the it. Next, hopefully, uh, in the near future, <laughs> we'll be able to actually talk about the making of. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. So then, yeah. So like I said, Jackie is a returning guest to the show, but Aaron, this is your first time on. So I guess uh, talk a little bit about yourself. What are, what is your background? Well, I am a visual sound and media major at Seton Hall University with a concentration in film and a minor in theater. I was originally going to go for theater and double major, but I ended up deciding to pursue film for the production side and kind of, you know, have a little bit more of a steady job. Um, Throughout my time there, I've done a few different short films. I actually did my thesis last year thank god um <laughs> lucky lucky yeah honestly <laughs> the head of the, the virus and um that was um actually admitted to a few film festivals one oh, in congrats. london which i was super excited about thank you one in london you said really yes oh my god How, the, did, did, you, did, you girl, to, girl. did you get to go to that uh festival no i didn't unfortunately oh. i was actually in school <laughs> I know. That's still really but impressive, it was, though. Yeah, it was it was definitely fun. It was a challenge for me because I love writing screenplays and I love um, dialogue. I think that's just the actor in me. So I really wanted to challenge myself with making a film with barely any dialogue. And I focused a lot on lighting to set the mood and just different um, the way that I edited and I was really proud of how it turned out. I mean, I look back and I say, oh, I could do, could have done this better or that better, but I think that's just the part of 
growing as yeah. a filmmaker. I think that's and just then, kind of inherent with anybody who does anything like this. That's just constantly in that state of like, oh man, I wish I could have tweaked this a little bit oh, more. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then um, Stefan, one of our lovely friends from PBS, and also a guest he, on this show before. Yes, <laughs> he actually met up with us. I decided to do another film because I'm crazy and love having no free time. And <laughs> we went out to Sandy Hook Beach and we filmed a one shot of someone who was sitting with his friends and he was having an anxiety attack but none of them realized and it was all we edited in um, the actor's voiceover after and it's almost done i have a few things left to do but it should be ready to screen in the next few weeks that's really cool so what was the first Yay. one that yeah that got into london is that out anywhere right now yes it is yeah i can definitely send you the link great yeah no i'll throw that up on the screen where i usually put the poster then if anyone wants to follow that link to check out the uh that short film that's really cool thank you so i i guess we we touched on it a little bit but uh i know and i you, i guess you guys are kind of more focused on the oh man we're we're out of school at this point but uh it's a, a weird time to be uh, in a creative uh, field like this uh, with all the pandemic stuff going on. How have you guys managed to pass the time while still being uh, creative, I guess? Oh, gosh. I was still interning, actually. So I had an internship in New York with Untitled Entertainment, hmm. which is a talent agency. And I obviously didn't travel into New York Um but I did actually, I'm pretty sure I did get the virus from traveling into New York. So that oh, was no. a fun time. Yeah, back in February, uh, some very weird illness was going around the intern table and we didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then this whole thing comes out and that was a great time. Um, but I got to, uh, after we got sent home from campus, I was still interning and working. So that's kind of what I've been doing creative wise and then editing the film. But other than that, I've been kind of trying to, you know, stay six feet apart. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I guess Jackie, you're still just kind of figuring out really rude stink bug from yeah. uh, postponing. I mean, um, I've started applying to jobs. Um, not, yes. not that there's many out there, but um, right, right now, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure things will start to look up a little further. And I'm sure with all these entertainment projects being blocked up, that there might be a surge in like six months or something of a bunch of projects starting. So, hopefully, um, so I'm just trying to be positive every day. I look at the job board. Uh, see if there's anything that interests me and yeah I do um, I have a wonderful cast and crew that are still dedicated <laughs> to uh, helping making my project come alive so um, once the stay-at-home order is lifted then I'm gonna start to talk with um, my producer and my DP but right right now I was just focusing on finishing school and looking at jobs and now I'm shifting back into stink bug mode so <laughs> very exciting and unusual times for sure yeah and what an exciting and unusual film (laughs) (laughs) so i I, again it's just like i as someone who's been there myself i can i understand how how weird it is to kind of like be in that environment of like having this whole group of people who are like oh yeah let's all work together and make a make a movie and it's gonna be Mm -hmm. great and we don't have to worry about anything in the real world for a while now but now i know like you guys are only just 
out of college as of yesterday, but like, how does yeah, that, really uh, out of how does that, uh, how does that feel to have all these be prospects done. in front of you? Yeah. And be done. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's a mix. I think for me personally, it's a little bit of like, I'm still in that, um, I don't want to say honeymoon phase from being like graduating, but like that leftover, like, ah, oh, yes, that feels nice. Like mm-hmm. that phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> it might just be the alcohol. <laughs> really, honestly, I had six glasses of champagne before 3 p.m. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> like, I would expect nothing less. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, but it's a mix of like, oh, that feels so good. It's such a great accomplishment. Like we did work hard and uh, at least in my opinion, like my professors, my friends and my family really pulled together to make it feel like I did have an accomplishment. But then also you look on job sites and it's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) not the greatest feeling, but you still got to stay positive, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I actually graduate tomorrow. Technically, oh, okay. um, I just went to take photos at my <laughs> campus. They actually had to give us yes, time well. slots, oh, <laughs> so we had a little photo shoot. I know. So I drove up to Jersey and I did that, and it was it was like a nice thing to do for closure. I felt. Um, I loved college. I loved the place I picked. I would not have gone anywhere else. So I'm pretty emotional. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna Aww. miss it. But I know. But right now, I'm just waiting to see. Uh, I have an internship with Disney, so I'm oh, hoping sweet. Disney yes, opens so. in the next month. Yeah, because, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> we're very nervous, but we're hopeful. So far, we're still going. So hopefully, in two months, I'll be moving to Florida. Aw. But we'll see. <laughs> That'll be a whole new, uh, whole another adventure. I have a couple. A whole uh, new world. <laughs> I have a couple, or no, I have I have a one of my friends who uh, was in the film program with me. He's actually a cast member down there. I think for <gasps> oh, ESPN, wow. e, uh, ESPN uh, thing. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to tell him to watch out and show you the ropes and all that. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm gonna need all the help I can get. <laughs> So I guess we talked a little bit about uh, things that we'll miss and then like just falling in love with the campus and all that. But I guess what would you guys say you're going to miss most about uh, being in a film major? Oh, my gosh. Erin um, and I have had – we we talk about it, but we've had vastly different college experiences. <laughs> really have. Um, really so. vastly different. So, honestly, I think – I think the thing I'm going to miss most isn't really about being a film major per se, but it's about, um, I think, learning in person I'm going to miss the most because I think things are going to change a lot after this. And I really miss being in a room with a professor and engaging. Um, and I I really like learning, so, like, I, I really... I know, I know. Like, it's my glasses. I know I'm such a dork. Um <laughs> I really enjoy learning and I really enjoy in-person learning and not that I won't be able to take classes or maybe go to grad school later on in life, but for right now I'm going to miss, and I'm sure a lot of students currently are going to miss being able to be with their teacher and talk with their teacher one-on-one, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I honestly, I think we got the last normal year. Yeah. If anything, (laughs) yes, it's sad that we're graduating, but I think we got the last bit of normalcy for a while. Um, I think I would miss, so we had a class we had very small classes for our thesis um films so we had a crew of five people and those five people became my family and 
we had a process of filming our films every weekend for a month and a half straight. So for classes, five days a week, and then filming 12 hours Saturday and Sunday, and then back into classes. So we lived with each other, basically, and we were family. And I think I'm really going to miss being a part of like that environment and being on campus late at night and just kind of fooling around. Our professor was the biggest dork. I love him. <laughs> Fun fact, he rode the bus to NYU with Spike Lee. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's super cool. cool, but he name drops. <laughs> he's like amazing. He's like the coolest guy I know. I'm going to miss him so much. And I think desperately to reiterate what Jackie said, being in a classroom and physically seeing them, um, FaceTiming them is just very strange to me. And I think I'm going to miss being able to make magic with them in person. I think there is something great about getting these ideas and feeding off of each other and having like that eureka moment while you're with each other. You're like, that's going to be great. Let's put that in. So I think exactly. being in person with my crew is going to be the thing I'm going to miss the most. Yeah, there's definitely this really fascinating energy that doesn't really exist anywhere else from what I found in that sort of college setting where it's like you said, you're like up late at night in the edit bay and trying like weird experimental things like, oh, maybe right. maybe this will work or like, hey, I just got this random idea at 3 a.m. Does anyone want to go come out with me tomorrow and help me shoot this? Like it, it's it's there's nothing quite like it. That's right. what I miss the most <laughs> about uh, oh, that whole absolutely. experience. Yeah. So, I, I guess one other thing that I, I, I guess we can touch on for the beginning, I, I, again, I already had this conversation with Jackie a little bit, but Aaron, with two questions that I always ask every guest who comes on the show, uh, I think that anyone involved in uh, a creative pursuit, like whether it be film or songwriting or art or just anything like that, they kind of have this inherent drive to want to create and want to make something new and contribute into the world in that way. But whenever I hear directors or cinematographers or anyone involved in film talk specifically, they always mention uh, there was this one movie or there was this one moment or there's this one show that made me think, like, oh, man, that's what I want to do. So I guess do you have a moment like that or how did you decide that this is what you wanted to do with your life? I So like I said before, I am very into theater and I'm actually going to grad school for theater. Um, I there was a time where I realized that to become a better artist, I needed to learn the behind the scenes and writing and directing. And because ultimately my dream would, would be being on camera versus being on stage. Mm. Um, and I just, I love the production aspect of it all. And I think it was important for me to learn everything behind the scenes, everything business wise. I took business classes and I think it only helped me in the long run. Um, movie wise, I am obsessed with the movie Casablanca. I have a huge poster of it in my room. <laughs> and the acting and the chemistry between the two of them is what just like, to me, it's just like movie magic. The screenplay is amazing. They don't use fancy effects, obviously. It's just, it's just pure romance. And mm. to me, that was something that was so amazing. And it really drove my love for film and I realized that I wanted to learn that aspect as well and then I took classes on the side for acting and I think I made a really good decision in that I'm really happy I learned this side because I am obsessed with film <laughs> so <laughs> it does kind yeah. of inform a lot of the, uh, the the way that you you think about acting once you know everything that goes into 
right. um, the behind the scenes from like the camera standpoint and the lighting and all that. It's it, I think mm-hmm. it's very good to mm-hmm. have a basic knowledge of kind of everything, and then you can sort of fall in wherever you're needed. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take anything as long as I'm on set. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a preferred like role? Like, if you could only do one thing on a uh, on a crew, uh, which what position would you rather fall into? Oh, AD. <laughs> That's a good one. Absolutely, yeah. I would love to help run the set, work with the actors. <laughs> That'd be great. Mm. So I, I don't remember Jackie if I asked you this, but uh, I guess for both of you, uh, the other question that I ask everybody whenever they come on is, "What is your favorite movie?" Or movies, any any your top five, however you want to do it. Oh, it's so funny that <laughs> that Aaron brought up romance because romance <laughs> is my least favorite of all films. <laughs> I, it's so funny. My favorite films are <laughs> Jurassic Park, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and Bicycle Thieves. Hmm. All of them mm. are so. Bicycle Thieves is super dark, which is why I love it. Um, and then Harry, Pro- Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I rewatched all of Harry Potter in quarantine, and oh my god, are those films better than Marvel films? I'm so sorry, but like, they are. <laughs> oh, they agreed, are. agreed. They're perfect. <laughs> and that film is perfect. Um, and Jurassic Park is just a, a masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. Oh, that's a masterpiece. 100%. The CGI and the sequels ruin it, sorry. Yeah. Those are my hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> what specifically about the third one it makes it your favorite, I gotta ask? Um, well, it's the only film that doesn't feature, like, Lord Voldemort isn't shown, and it's the only film that can be, like, a standalone between, like, all the eight. Like, if you watched it and didn't know much about the series, you'd still be able to get the story. And also, Alfonso Cuaron was the director. Nuff said. Yeah, that's true. Nuff said. Oh, 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 my God. Transitions in the film. Amazing. Uh, Like, he shows the Whomping Willow like uh hairy next to the clock to foreshadow like the the time turn so uh, i could go on but uh <laughs> sorry i just i love harry potter and i love alfonso Cuaron and i love prisoner basketball mm. 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 fun fact there's actually that scene like i, I think everyone has like moments where they I, I like i don't know like i guess childhood trauma is the right word for it. like <laughs> like moments in like movies or shows that are that aren't really oh, like yeah. that scary but like yeah. they still freak you out in prisoner of azkaban the one the moment it's like to like 10 seconds or so like after he turns into the werewolf, the werewolf? like when there's that <gasps> quiet moment and then he suddenly and then he howls. howls that oh. terrified oh, the shit out of me when i was isn't a kid. it perfect <laughs> the, thing, the thing that i love that alfonso does in this film is he really makes you feel like harry like when the scene when harry's under the invisibility cloak in the shrieking shack and you can see like a sort of transparent sheer fabric like yeah. you're underneath the cloak and you hear them talking about Harry, it gives you such anxiety. Love it, love mm-hmm. it, love it, love it. <laughs> She's so, like, I love anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love dark things. I love, I love anxiety. I love um, tragedy. Anyway. And then what? Sorry, Aaron, what's what, yours? What, what, no, what was the third one again? I'm sorry, the Bicycle Thief. You said. Um, bicycle. Uh, yeah, I've seen it, Bicycle Thief, and I've seen Bicycle Thieves. What's that one um, about? I've never heard of that. It's an Italian neorealism film from like the 40s, I believe. Um, mm. It's uh, all in Italian, so if you don't like subtitled films, start liking subtitled films. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's a father just trying to make ends meet with his son, and his son is a fantastic actor, so adorable. Mm. And um, his bike gets stolen, and that's his means for a job. So 
Hmm. Um, he, he really needs to make ends meet, and then it questions with whether or not he would act like the other person would act by stealing his bike. Like, how can he make his ends meet for his family? And it's just, it's 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 oh. really sad. It's the first film. I had no idea what it was going into it. We watched it in a film history class, and I walked out, like, uh, completely touched by a film I didn't understand one word of. So <laughs> it, wow. it was a really good experience, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. I'll have to add that to my uh Yeah, you need to list. watch it. Maybe I'll, watch this. Maybe the third time, third time you're on, we'll, yeah, we'll recommend that. I will recommend that. <laughs> All right. So then, Aaron, what are your uh, some of your favorite movies? Well, obviously Casablanca because it's a classic. And that's and your all-time favorite. I think between that and obviously just oh, here's looking at you, kid, just makes me melt as a human. <laughs> but as you can tell, Jackie and I are complete opposites. And then my other one would be Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind because oh, I am so obsessed. And that's obsessed. A, I guess that's a good transition Segway. into mm -hmm. the uh, film discussion <laughs> portion of the show. So yes. if anyone who ha is new to the show and doesn't know how this works is I used to have a YouTube sh series on uh, my channel where I would recommend 10 movies monthly, uh, just things that I thought were interesting that I thought other people should watch but I would show clips and it would get flagged for copyright all the time and I just didn't want to deal with that. I also hated the sound of my own voice rigidly reading off a really poorly written script that I would put together, but I still wanted to do film discussion, so that's why we have this show. So every episode I recommend the guest a movie, or in this case the guests recommend me a movie. So the movie that Aaron recommended the three of us was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, directed by mm -hmm. Michel Gondry. And written by actually my favorite writer director of all time, Charlie Kaufman. So, tell us about uh, yes. Eternal Sunshine. So, Eternal Sunshine is a fantastic, fantastic movie. It's sci-fi, actually, and then of course has a little bit of comedy, a little bit of romance. It's great because Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet are in it, and they are basically switching roles jim carrey is a super shy person doesn't have a lot of friends while kate winslet's character changes her hair to blue to orange to red and that's actually how you find out and kind of understand what point we are in the film because it goes back and forth so that's mm. a little hint is you can actually check out and remember what color her hair is in the scene and that's where we are in the film um, and she's wild and crazy and they meet on a train and they start this incredible relationship with these two opposites attract and they break up. And since Kate's character is so spontaneous, she has his memory erased or her memory per se erased of him. Mm. And he's so angry and hurt by this gesture that he goes to the um, kind of underground place and he <laughs> goes through the process of getting his memory erased of her. And Mark Ruffalo is in it as well. He's the person that's running the experiment and he brings a girl over who, I won't spoil anything, but there's a whole lot of drama with that. <laughs> and um, something that you probably won't expect happen. And it's great because you go through his mind and you see all these memories that they have and it's really an incredible lesson on love and people that you meet. There's a reason you meet them. There's a reason why you need to grow in this area. And he realizes he does not want these memories erased. And you kind of go through this whole process with him and you 
oh my gosh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is kind of mind bending. It's super colorful. The scenery is gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. The frozen lake is just iconic and highly recommend it to anyone who has never seen it. Yes, it's definitely an amazing, amazing film. One of my, mm-hmm. I'd say probably in my top 20, I would say, favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. Uh, yeah. Purely just because I love uh, the way Michelle Gondry takes this amazing screenplay by Charlie Kaufman and, like oh. you said, makes it very, very trippy and uh, mm-hmm. just unlike anything I've seen before. Right. So, Jackie, and what did you all... think of it? Or actually, no, here, sorry. Let, uh, yeah, oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. Finish no, your thought. Good. I was just going to say, and all the tricks that they'd used were very old fashioned. Yes. They didn't use any um, effects post-production. They did everything on set. They built the set to be optical illusions and that's how they filmed it. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it, I love that aspect of it too. It's like the, all the forced perspective, like the sets that right. get bigger as you move backwards, like the table. And oh, it's uh, fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> so then Jackie, what did you think of uh, Eternal Sunshine? Um, As someone who the... doesn't like romance movies, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is probably this is probably the film I'll have like the least to talk about, just because. Um, I mean, like technically, technically, I've seen it a few times now, probably about like three or four. Um, it is just you know a beautiful film technically, like it it's it works. It, it's really good, really good storytelling. I. Um, I just don't like romance films. It's it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard for me to get invested in romance. And I, I think what what bugs me is like a lot of I don't know if Aaron you've seen this in like the film school like fan base of this film, but I've seen so many like toxic couples be like, "That's us." Like we're Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, and I'm like, "No, no, no." <laughs> but you don't want to not compare like, ourselves to them. Yeah, no. But I've seen like a, so I guess it it's it's it's. I can say shitty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say whatever it's you want. It's shitty. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's shitty that, like, this honestly, like, really beautiful film is a little tainted for me by just <laughs> these, like, early 20s film school people that are like, that's us. That's our relationship. We're so Ooh. wild and crazy. And it's like, ew. <laughs> don't. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I, but, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's just, it's, I, I really love when Jim Carrey does serious stuff. I really love it. I love oh Truman God, Show. I, I love oh, Truman Show. Oh. Yeah, there's something so very raw about when when he does mm-hmm. serious things, and that's what I really adored about this film. I mean, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet is Kate Winslet, you know, great, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, but there's something about Jim Carrey's performance that mm-hmm. is a little a little t- too real, almost. It it yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets that, you in the gut. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I, like I said, I, I could gush on and on and on about Charlie Kaufman, but one thing that he's especially good at in a lot of his movies, I found, like uh, Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, uh, Human Nature, Synecdoche, New York, my all-time favorite movie, Anomalisa, mm-hmm. he, he's very good at, t- at taking relationship drama, drama and making it very very real like showing mm-hmm. showing the sides of relationships that aren't often shown like like you said the, i think one thing that he does very well is demonstrate the sort of like underlying toxicity of the yeah. relationship between the two of them mm-hmm. like it like yeah. yes. i think people a lot of people miss the point of like oh, like you said like, oh man those are goals that's what we should be like yeah. but but it, <laughs> it, it's like the i don't want I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, it, it just yet but the um the conversation that uh that kate winslet and jim carrey have towards the end where 
she's like i'm 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 a flawed person everyone thinks that uh, i'm gonna come in and fix them and that's not me and i'm gonna break your heart or whatever and he's just like okay the manic pixie dream girl that whole yeah yeah pretty and much I, and i it just it feeds into like that kind of like the way that we start off kind of in a non-linear order where we show like the the very beginning of the movie is kind of a big chunk of the end of the movie and then we revisit it it kind of like feeds into that idea of like maybe not literally but like this this is kind of like a loop like the like the the whole relationship is like we love each other we hate each other we break up we get back together and it just perpetuates like that's kind of the Mm -hmm. the vibe that i got from it but I, i i just love how he uh the michelle gondry takes that wonderful sort of source material from kaufman and 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 breathes life into it so i guess we we can spoil it a little bit if you guys want to get into like specific elements of the the plots that you uh i guess in 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 jackie's case of you that you did or didn't like or maybe (laughs) things that you'd want changed or i don't know let's so what are you so again it's just i love how unique the plot like the idea of like going like like almost all of this movie takes place inside jim carrey's head Mm -hmm. as he's like going backwards in the relationship and getting everything erased and he starts off being like oh man good riddance yeah this is why i don't want to i don't want to remember you anymore but then as we started started getting towards the end he, he starts to regret it and he realizes he's like powerful powerless to to do anything and it's uh it's so so it's intense i mean it really just hammers home the the theme of better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all um yeah. which i i'm a big proponent I, I might not like romance films but i do really enjoy that sort of motif of it's it, it is better to remember all the bad parts of a person than to just not remember that person you know mm-hmm. Because there is there there it, it, again it just it's what the, the 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 sort of all of Kaufman's scripts but this one in particular does very well of like highlighting the things that you wouldn't necessarily think of when you think back on relationships past or like like taking that like sort of angry mind state of like I'm, well yeah good riddance I don't love you anymore and then right. going back to like okay well maybe these things that I hated are actually kind of endearing in an interesting way absolutely yeah it is it's so smart what they do it really is and i think those are some of my favorite movies where the plot isn't linear because i think it takes a really special director to be able to pull that off and still engage the viewer Mm -hmm. and also not even that it's not necessarily non-linear like it, it, it it does a very good job of like sort of holding your hand i guess through it so like you, right, you never right. you never mm-hmm. really feel you never really feel, like i guess with like the exception of the beginning and then when you mm-hmm. kind of realize towards the end oh that was shown out of order or possibly shown out of order uh mm-hmm. it, it it's very it, it never loses you and it, right. it, it's it like it kind of puts you into like this like Th- this journey that Jim Carrey is going on where like you, you really feel his pain of like everything slipping out of his head and he's powerless to stop it, especially with that final, uh, that final scene, not in the, in terms of the plot, but inside his own head when he's on the beach and they're like talking. And I, I that's one other thing that I love is that his like memory of her is like also self aware. 
it's not like mm-hmm. he, it's not like it's a wonderful life where he's like watching like or not like it's a wonderful like a christmas carol where right. you have like scrooge like watching life play out without him he's like in it and the people in his life are like well you should have thought about that before you had this done there's nothing you can do now like i it's right. uh, it's so mm-hmm. tormenting and awesome i love it and i like that she tr- almost tries to help stop it yeah and she because she you can tell like no matter what she loves him and she can't help that she does. And that, that's just, yeah, it's kind of the theme of the movie. It's like, it's, it, 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 it is a lot of like raw emotion without a lot of thought behind it. Cause I mean, like we said that there is like a toxicity to the two of them and it's not really ideal, but like they, they just know that they need each other in that, uh, right. mm-hmm. in that moment. And it's that it, it, I think the tagline of the movie sums it up perfectly where it's like, you can erase someone from your mind, but getting them out of your heart is another story. I love that. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> so I guess, do, love it. do we have any other uh, thoughts we want to say about Eternal Sunshine? Go watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess, it, so I, Jackie, I, from someone who doesn't really like romance movies, would you say that this is kind of, and like you said, the, it's kind of been tainted for you a little bit, but how would you say <laughs> this falls on... Uh, a scale of be, of re- something you'd recommend? Um, oh, I, d- I would definitely recommend it. I have recommended it. Um, just because I, I know that, like I said, technically it is, it, it is like a, just a, a really good film, really good story, really good acting, really good cinematography. Um, it's overall a great film. <clears throat> and um, I'm just not personally a little... I don't like stories about relationships. I much like more adventure stories. Mm. So, um, But I have recommended this before, and I would recommend it again. It's a great film. Um, I just don't like relationships. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's good that to uh, like like it just speaks to the 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 how well made this movie is that it that it can mm-hmm. work with some, yeah that a I genre. would still recommend it. Yeah, yeah. that it, it, it's able to <laughs> overcome that. But uh, yeah, no, I guess. And then one other thing, I guess, before we move on, uh, Aaron, you kind of hinted at like the little twist. Uh, in what's going on in the real world. Do you want to talk about that at all before we move on, or do you want to leave that up to if people go with and watch it? Mark Buffalo's character? Yeah. With the Hulk. The Hulk. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Hulk's in this. Surprise. Um, well, there is a man that is, you know, kind of obviously running this whole underground, um, I don't know what you would call it, but <laughs> definitely something kind of sketchy. And uh, Mark is kind of conducting the experiment. He works for this big shot guy, and he brings over this female that also is a secretary. And the three of them are kind of caught in this scenario that you would definitely not expect. Um, just watch it. I really don't want to spoil <laughs> it because I know I like gasped and I freaked out when I found out yeah. what they were actually happened and why this mind erasing thing is so significant in these relationships even in the real world exactly yeah and i i won't again if you don't want to spoil i won't spoil it but one thing that i kind of liked uh seeing this movie again and and sort of thinking about the way it's structured is that it kind of implies that like maybe for jim carrey and kate winslet this might not be the first time that this has happened to them mm-hmm. and i that like that's uh, it's very uh 
it's intense. It's oh yeah, just watch <laughs> it. It's like when you know you're frustrated because it's so good. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, if you okay, so then if anyone out there who hasn't seen Eternal Sunshine yet and is interested to see it based on our conversation, you can watch it for free with a Hulu subscription. And then it's also available on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, and iTunes for no more than $4 to rent. So you have no excuse not to go watch it. And I'm <laughs> sure I'm going to recommend more Charlie Kaufman movies down the road. But again, I cannot stress enough how much I love this guy's work. He's my favorite screenwriter. He's easily one of my favorite directors. Uh, and his whole filmography is fantastic. Uh, everyone always talks about being John Malkovich and this one, obviously. But, uh, I mean, Human Nature, Adaptation, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, mm-hmm. Synecdoche, New York, Anomalisa. That, like, this guy can do no wrong. So mm-hmm. definitely go out and check out all of uh, his other movies. Uh, so then moving on, uh, one other thing that we kind of talked on a little bit before we started recording, the sort of accidental motif of this uh of this episode is dealing with movies with uh, memory loss or memory alteration or everything having to do with going on inside your head. So uh, the movie Jackie recommended us is another <laughs> another nonlinear story that I very much enjoy, Memento. So uh, uh, made by Christopher <laughs> Nolan in the early 2000s before uh, the big Batman phase and mm-hmm. Inception and all that. <laughs> I th- so. I th- I think this was his wasn't this one of his first films something like that yeah let's actually i'll check out his the wiki right now i it it definitely is one of i don't know if it is his first yeah that's the thing i knew it was one of the first but i didn't want to be like oh this is christopher nolan's first film and then be like jackass it's his second movie it looks (laughs) Ah, like the following is the first one which i i have not seen this one but uh yeah, so um, Memento, I guess, uh, give us a quick rundown on what Memento is. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> you have to watch it a few times, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. Memento is a film, it is, um, Christopher Nolan is amazing, first of all. It's a film about this guy, um, I, don't, I, I always called him like the Brad Pitt ripoff. I don't know like what his actual name is. Um, <laughs> guy but Pierce. I think Guy, right? Guy yeah. Pierce. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, what's his uh, actor's the character's name? Oh, like, um, I, I, Lenny. Uh, Lenny. That was Lenny, it. That was yeah. it. Sorry. Um, so there's this guy named Lenny. His uh, wife was unfortunately raped and murdered, and he, in that accident, his head got hit, and he cannot make any new memories. He has long-term memories. He knows who he is. He knows. Um, he has it tattooed on him that his wife is dead, but he cannot make any new memories. So the thing that I really love about this film is Christopher Nolan wants you to feel like Lenny, like you're not making, uh, so these people in the film, the film is backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people you meet, um, it, it's funny, it's like you're meeting them for the first time when later on in the film you find out you these characters have a whole history with Lenny, the protagonist, but it makes you feel like you're meeting them for the first time. It makes you really feel like you're in his head and like you're really, it's very confusing and it's very jarring because it is very confusing and very jarring to have memory problems. Um, so that's the gist of the film without spoiling it is this guy, um, he's, he wants to get revenge on his wife, but he has short term memory loss. He can't make any new memories. And the whole film is backwards, which is important before you watch it. You should know <laughs> that the film is backwards. So yes. And that, I, one thing I really love about it is it, the way that it's still able to kind of develop, uh, all the characters that you mentioned, uh, in, oh, it's so good in reverse the, order. 
-hmm. the characterization of Natalie, oh my God, amazing. I did a monologue from for from Natalie as Natalie as Natalie for one of my acting classes, mm. and it was just so fun. Just um, uh, her. I won't spoil anything yet. Sorry, I'll let other people talk about it before spoilers it, come out. Was it one of the speeches that she gives in the house? It was. It okay. was, and it was so. It was so funny. Not spoiling anything. So then, I guess, yeah, Aaron, what do you? What did you think of uh, Memento? Had this was this your first time seeing it, or had you seen it before? I've seen it before. Um, I actually, before I decided to be a film major, I spent a whole summer going down a list of movies that like on the greatest of all time and that was on the list and so i've definitely watched it before christopher nolan is my favorite director Mm. of all time i'm obsessed with his work and this film is so smart so so smart and i feel like you really can't even explain the plot without giving anything away because everything is a mystery It's literally a mystery, and you feel just as disgruntled as he does throughout the whole thing. It's, it's insane. It's definitely one of those films where, on your first watch, you're like, okay, it's trying to do something here, but I'm very confused. And then you, or maybe that was just me. Maybe I'm just a stupid movie watcher. No, no, no. But, I, I definitely no. had that same experience. Yeah. Yeah, but, but then, yeah, but then I researched more about it. It's one of those films where you're like, huh. And I think I thought about it for a really long time after I watched it and then I had to watch it again and then I thought about it even more and I did more like research on like what is the plot like what am I supposed to take from it and I just kept thinking about the film and I think that's the takeaway of like a really interesting film is when you walk away and you just you can't stop thinking about it you know yeah Yeah. Um, so that was this was definitely one of those films and I liked it enough to do a monologue from it which was so funny um because the monologue is very aggressive and very mean Mm -hmm. um and very (laughs) very emasculating and my professor like kept wanting me to try it like as a flirt like to be flirty with it and i was like uh i don't know i can't imagine like that undertone with those words i can't either she wanted she wanted to be like an acting exercise like to see like the different vibes of it i guess Mm. and it was just so funny to be like uh you pathetic piece of shit like uh like she's like yeah be flirty and i'm like uh it was so funny so i just really like that film i i just i love it i think it's different i I love things that are different and creative Mm -hmm. it's such a like a breath of fresh air to see something that's just completely different than things you've seen before and that was what this film was for me so that's why i recommended it yeah it's there's I, i can't think of a single other movie like it uh one other thing that I r- really enjoyed uh, after I had seen it, I, I went out and I, I got a, uh, a one of the special edition DVDs of it, which if uh, anyone who's unfamiliar, that's the whole experience in and of itself, uh, navigating the, the menus and like it's all symbols. And it, <laughs> Is it, it really? Yeah, it's like a weird, like, it's that's hard to describe, so, but so like, funny. it's a weird, like, to even like play the movie, there's a weird, like, combination of things that you have to do in a specific order. And I mean, there's, there's instructions what? that come with, that come with the DVD, but it like, oh it, it's kind of like, it, it reinforces what you said of like forcing like you into his head, like, into even his before mind. the movie I love starts. Films like that. And the whole, that. the whole case of the, the DVD too is like modeled after like his like patient like case file 
where there's like this extra yeah. like there's like an extra sheet of like notes on him and like things mm-hmm. that aren't even really discussed in the movie to give you more insight into his character. There's even a hidden feature on the DVD that I'm, <gasps> I I still haven't discovered yet. But what it does is if you can unlock it, what it it, it plays the movie. Uh, in chronological in, in, order. In chronological order, yeah. <gasps> wow. Which I, I I've seen a little bit of it, and it kind of ruins the experience. I would say. Yeah. But it is yeah, definitely right. novel. You, kn- you know about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like like all the tattoos. I do think I like the remember Sammy Jenkins tattoo. I think there's so there's something so telling about seeing that that John G. raped and murdered my wife on his chest. That's so just intense. Yeah. Yeah, it's an image that it's an image that stays with you, and I really like that about this film. Yeah, and especially in that scene where Carrie Ann Moss, like uh, her character, I guess we can get into spoilers a little bit. But one thing that I Mm -hmm. I said originally, I really love how the there's still character development, but it happens in like reverse order in like a very unique way. Yeah, you see her be mad that like, oh, that's your car, that's your jet. And mm-hmm. and then from backwards, you see her story of. She like starts uh, off then, as like this like nice like good Samaritan, and then turns into this like cruel vindictive bitch. Basically, oh my God. like, like her, her monologue <laughs> is like she gives this monologue, and and it's a total shift change, and she steals all the pens in the house, so he can't write down that she's duplicitous, and it's just insane where he's just so helpless looking at her like trying to remember that she's mean and she's she just like you pathetic piece of shit like your <laughs> wife like like God, like saying the most horrendous things that mm-hmm. that yeah. anyone could say it's just so and she does such a good job of it um mm-hmm. of acting like it, it's it's so frightening and scary and you want him to remember you want him to write it down and then oh and then it just all yeah. gets wiped oh. away oh it's so good <laughs> Oh, and memory it, is so fun. And it's really fun. It's a really funny movie too. At points too, like the uh, the side character who uh, I forget his name. Uh, Teddy. Teddy, yeah, where he's constantly like popping up, and he again he <laughs> he has a nice kind of reverse uh, arc, yeah. Arc where like you start off thinking that he's like this asshole who's like been manipulated, which he mm-hmm. kind of is, like manipulating the right. whole situation, mm-hmm. but in a different way than you think. Yeah. He, he's not like this big evil mastermind he's just kind of like a, a sleazy jerk who kind of sort of means well yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but he ultimately does like oh man i feel bad for this guy and then when you realize <laughs> what ultimately happens to him it's uh it 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 it, it 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 just tears your heart out in a weird way where you're like oh no come on he, he meant well <laughs> come on not petty <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so well but it's just it it, it, it one other thing that i really like about it is uh we keep touching on like obviously memory is a big uh aspect of the movie but the one thing that they kind of touch on uh in that last sort of like 10 minutes between uh lenny and teddy where they're like uh they're talking about he's like you 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 created a puzzle that you can never solve you you left things Mm -hmm. out like to make Mm -hmm. yourself happy and the one thing that I like throughout the movie is they do these kind of like subtle hints where that like maybe this backstory that Lenny's been saying he has is not exactly what it is. It's it's his way of like trying to 
like like so much of the movie is him trying to you think it's him trying to remember and trying to hold on to what he loves but when you get down to it at the end you kind of realize that it's a lot like of the movie is yeah yeah but it's also a lot of like him trying to make himself forget a lot of things that it, like it's mm-hmm. never really overtly mm-hmm. said but i think that one of the 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 one the his actual backstory is 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 kind of way makes him out in a much worse light than uh yeah. than what he lets on and i i love that mm-hmm. it's just uh it, it it's so well it written good. and so well it's crafted. so good mm-hmm. you do need to watch it a few times just not even yeah for like trying to put together the story just to also appreciate the acting of it like the the transitions like you know you need to like appreciate everything and for someone's mm. second film, like it's, uh, it's really, Phenomenal. it's really great directing work. It's, it's great. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and no, I mean, it, it only shows that, you know, he's gone on to do Dark Knight and Inception and, um, just such great, such great films. Uh, but Memento sticks out as something that's just so creatively different mm-hmm. than anything I've seen that I, I just adore it. Yeah, he yeah. is a he's a true modern visionary. Like I think a lot of yeah. people mm-hmm. they lump him in with like one of the best new directors working today and I think he does oh, yeah. he does yeah, kind of get sure. a little bit of uh a little bit of flack though because like he does he's kind of like a more blockbuster. Yeah, like blockbustery. Like he like a right. lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, he's the Dark Knight guy," but like he he does have a lot of like really interesting ideas and a lot of really interesting concepts that he always puts into Mm-hmm. His movie, like I mean, Inception obviously is insane. I'm excited to see the new movie. I haven't, I've only ever seen the trailer once, and I don't quite get what it's supposed to be. But Tenet looks uh, <gasps> really so interesting. Uh, I don't yes. remember when that's supposed to be coming out, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that whenever movie theaters open back up again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my heart yeah. just broke. Oh. I, I love movie theaters. I'm so I sad. Know. That whole experience is, uh, I guess, side note. That that was one thing that made me sad is when uh, Universal was like, "Yeah, we're probably going to move to a uh, a VOD only format now yeah. that uh, oh, it's proven that it yeah. works." And it's so depressing. There's like this such a like. I mean, it, we can tell you. We sure that whole over being everything being overpriced to, uh, to shit is another conversation but there's like there's nothing really like going to the movies you know yeah oh my gosh no it's so uh there's something about it it's It's, a great experience it's great for like introverts like me who like social set like i like being with people i just don't like interacting with people um it's the perfect introvert activity no it is it's (laughs) the perfect introvert activity you go to the movies and you're in the social setting and um you know, you can be there with your best friend or something, and you can share the same experience of this wonderful movie, but you don't have to, like, make small talk. You could just both sit there and experience, you know? It's great. I love it. I love movie theaters. <laughs> and the whole conversation that always comes out afterwards where it's like, oh, man, that was really good. Oh, yeah, man, well, I thought I that love. sucked. And, like... It gives you good <laughs> It just makes your whole night. It's just, ugh. Yeah, and it always yeah. makes me. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go to the movie theater and I see something, where I'm like, "Oh man, that's really good." I'm like, I need to start trying harder. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's how I felt after I walked out of Little Women, and I was like, "Oh wow." <laughs> like, I still have to see yeah, Little Women. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, 
I want to be good. Like, <laughs> geez, she's so good. Like, I want to so be good. good. Um, yeah. Have again, you, no, I, I haven't seen Little Women yet. Have you? How would you rate Bill that against? Uh, what's her? The other one that made it big. Lady Bird. Uh, Lady Bird. How, uh, better or worse than Lady Bird? I would rate Lady Bird better. Mm, Lady Bird has more personality, but as an overall film, I think Little Women's better. Okay, fair mm. enough. It's definitely been on disagree. my watch list, but I have I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So I guess getting back to Memento, any final thoughts, opinions we want to say before we move on? Go watch it. <laughs> hey, you stole my line. <laughs> oh man. So I guess then yeah. So Memento is let's see how can you it's free on Tubi. You just have to deal with ads every fifteen minutes, which I don't know. That's not maybe the most ideal way to watch a memory loss movie, but whatever. Uh, and then you can also <laughs> get it on Amazon Prime. Uh, YouTube's official movie uh, service, Google Play and Vudu for no more than $3 to rent it. So, and again, if, if you watch it and you just can't get enough of it, I highly recommend going out and finding a copy of the special edition DVD. It's a whole new experience and another interesting way to view the movie with all the little insights and hidden gems that they they hide mm-hmm. in like the menus and the little character sheet they give you yeah it's just uh it's fascinating i wish more it just it goes with the whole thing that we kept on reiterating like i wish that more movies would be as inventive and as groundbreaking as this like every once in a while a movie comes along where it's like where it is very experimental and it really like forces you into the uh the experience of it but i don't think that many directors take advantage of uh of that sort of like real world aspect to their uh mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. projects yeah makes Absolutely. a very unique experience Mm-hmm. So then, moving on again. Speaking, speaking of unique experiences, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, it's a, it's a beautiful day. Speaking of yeah, unique experiences. I was uh, not prepared. The movie that I recommended, Jackie and Aaron, oh. is my second favorite movie of all time. Uh, it's such a beautiful day by Darren Hertzfeldt. Uh, which, if anyone's unfamiliar with him, uh, he is famous on YouTube for the rejected cartoons. Everyone always memes that the my spoon is too big. Uh, oh or, my yeah, gosh! That's the, yep, that's the same guy. He also made a um, he made an Oscar nomination. I'm pretty sure this was actually nominated for an Oscar as well, but I forget what year. Uh, he he made an Oscar nominated short film called World of Tomorrow, which is also an amazing experience. If anyone hasn't seen that, uh, I think you can also find that on his Vimeo. But it's that that I I wish that I had recommended that as a supplemental thing for you guys to check out because that's one of my favorite short films as well. It's like this thing where uh, you have this little girl named Emily who's like five or six years old, and she gets visited by a clone of herself from the future. And the clone is like, like walking her through the future and like showing all like the advancements of humanity, but like the sadness of like the world ending and all that. But this little girl's dialogue is all like, Don Hertzfeldt was just like, like babysitting his niece or whatever, and just followed her around with a microphone and recorded all oh, the things that she would so say. Sweet. And then he took <gasps> her little bits of dialogue and then wrote a short film out of that. So like you'll you'll have like I love creativity like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You'll, so you'll have like this like futuristic clone being like, uh, this is the the 
the inner workings of the hive mind computer from the future where everyone goes to escape reality and then this little girl will be like i made a triangle and it's <laughs> it's just so <laughs> unique and weird but uh it, it's great but anyway it's such a beautiful day is his uh first and only feature film so far uh technically an amalgamation of three short films that he mm-hmm. made over the course of i think from 2002 to 2010 uh, uh if you're gonna watch the short films in order it goes uh, everything will be okay i'm so proud of you and then it's such a beautiful day but this is the full uh all of them edited edited together back to back to back uh the whole thing is just called it's such a beautiful day that you can i think only get it right now on his personal vimeo for uh four dollars to rent it for mm-hmm. 24 hours mm-hmm. but uh yeah yes. no i definitely check that out it's amazing it's only an hour long definitely worth your time so what did you guys think of uh it's such a beautiful day Oh, it's so funny (laughs) because because when I was, okay, when I was in high school, I was like emo and I Google searched like sad movies and like this came up (laughs) and I was like, I was like, well, this is interesting. And I started to watch it and I couldn't get into it. So I didn't finish it because I was like 15 and like didn't understand like great cinema. And, And then when you, when you recommended it and I watched it, I sat there, um, it was like really late last night and I sat there and I watched it in like pitch black and I was just, I couldn't, usually when I'm watching a movie, like I'll instinctively like check my phone or something. I have, I have really bad focus issues. I sat there and I was like, what? Like I, my eyes were glued <laughs> to the screen. Like I couldn't, because there was weird things happening. Like I would miss an animation or I'd miss one of those like cool, like live action, live action effects or something. Or mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite moment of the film, which for some reason really stuck with me was he's just like sitting, standing there. I think something sad had just happened and he was just standing there and the guy's like blowing a leaf blower and he's yeah. just standing there like blowing a leaf blower for like two minutes and oh, it's just he doesn't move yeah and it's just you're like really like again this is one of those films where you really feel like the protagonist like you feel jarred um and i don't know if this was intentional but um i <laughs> i had a human development class and i told those people with um memory issues like dementia or alzheimer's uh different uh parts of their brain will try to activate to uh try to recall memory even if they can't really remember it. And the, the thing I liked about the film, I don't know if they intended to do this, but the little like spotlights of animation kind of looks like the different like lobes of the brain activating, like trying to remember. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but like I remember I was like watching and I was like, oh, it kind of looks like the different like lobes of the brain landing up. And I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I think I, I, I like to think that it was because they do, they do have a lot of moments where they talk about like different, uh, brain disorders and d- dementia yeah. and they're they're mm-hmm. the, his without spoiling it too much just yet his family does kind of oh, have sorry. like a history <laughs> no 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 it's okay that, that i don't think what you said was a spoiler because that whole movie is mm-hmm. kind of presented like that except for right. once we get towards the end they kind of like open up the full frame and you kind of realize mm-hmm. like it, it goes from like these little pockets of reality to like absorbing all of it at once and it's mm-hmm. it's just i love the way this movie is presented so much so, Aaron, what did you think of this movie? 
I watched it at 2 a.m. I probably shouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) It was so, I mean, okay, the first thing I really thought about this movie, I was like, oh my God, Jackie's going to love this. Like to a T, I would have thought she helped make this film. Um, It was so, I love it. (laughs) It was just so dark. The humor was so dark. I didn't know whether to laugh, and if I laughed, I felt guilty. Oh, <laughs> laugh. Laugh at all. <laughs> it was so good. I think the scene that killed me the most was when he wanted to walk around the block, and then he would forget that he just walked around the block, and he just oh. kept repeating, it's such a beautiful day. Let me go walk around the block. Yeah. That destroyed me. I <laughs> That just was so heart-wrenching. In so many ways, yes, I loved it. I it, love this film. I love how because it, it's also like it's very the, the we kept on saying like it's, it's the humor is very dark and the, and mm-hmm. it's very kind of brutal with the way that it portrays reality, which is kind of weird to say coming from the fact that this is like a a stick figure <laughs> animation right. film. But it's um I I think that it, it's maybe less so that the humor is dark and that it's brutal that the reality of it is brutal and more so that the the narrator just doesn't really have any investment in what's happening. He's just kind of telling you like Bill bumped into his friend and he had an awkward moment and then they walked on and you're, and you kind of like fill that in with your own experience of being like, Oh my God, that's so awkward. And I, I can't imagine what I would do. And then that same sort of bluntness is, is like, Oh yeah, Bill's mom passed away. And, and you're just kind of left to deal with like it, 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 it's so much of it is less. I, so I think, it trying to be funny and or, or it trying to be brutal and more so it just presenting a series of events very one note like very matter of fact and then you, uh, the audience kind of fills it in with their own like thoughts of like oh mm-hmm. man how would i react or oh i've been in that situation yeah. what would i do it, it's but it's uh it's it's, it's amazing hard. <laughs> I, it's hard the thing that like i um, i have I don't know if I have a different approach to it because my grandfather suffers from, um, I think it's dementia. It's one of the memory problems. And it's, it's, it's such a brutal life. Like he doesn't, like he doesn't live his life, like, (laughs) like meeting for people to take pity on him, but it's just, it's just sad to watch, to see someone, see someone you love and not know what year it is, not know what month it is. Uh, personally, my grandfather like split his head open and didn't know that he split it, his head open. Mm. And it's like you go to pick him up for lunch and his head's open, and it's like, hey, uh, your head split open. <laughs> like we need to get to a hospital. Um, oh, no. So no, no, he's he's totally fine now. It's it's all good, all good in the head. But it's it's sad. Um, and just watching this film kind of reminded me of my grandfather. Like, is this what his days are? I mean, obviously, it's not as extreme or extravagant as bill's life but it's just like is this what his day is like does he see me and like not remember what my hair was like you know like or Mm -hmm. see me not remember my face is like so um it's kind of was sad for me in that way where it's i relate you know it's it's really sad to see someone you love slowly slip away um so that that was why it was sad for me. <laughs> and very but unique was, too to like right. have it from the perspective of the person who's slipping away rather than the people right. dealing around him. With yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also thought it was just there was a lot of funny moments. There's just there's because there is just like funny moments in life where someone's just like blowing a leaf blower like right by your face and it's like what? <laughs> like I, I 
I I really liked it. I didn't expect to like it so much because I didn't like it when I was 15, but I was also 15. Mm-hmm. So I like I I really it's enjoyed cool. it. It's cool. That's cool to see how much you've changed and how yeah. now you appreciate it. How many years later? It's just and again, like you, you kind of said, but like the the one thing I love about it is again because it's all, all stick figures, it, it becomes really easy to kind of project into. Yeah, Bill. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I like projected my grandfather on. I think that's why I was like. Because I, normally I would just laugh at a film like, that sounds sad, that sounds messed up, but like normally <laughs> I would just like laugh at a film like this because that's my sort of humor, like I have that dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found myself laughing and also just feeling like deep sadness. And I was like, why am I so sad? Like this guy, this stick figure doesn't even have an expression on his face. Like why am I so sad? Um, mm-hmm. And I think it is, yeah, the audience can put who they want, like project themselves or other people onto the characters because they are so minimalistic i think that's why i was so sad i don't but. think it would have worked as well if it wasn't a stick figure no to be no i don't think so either i think because without all of the <sighs> eliminating like colors and facial expressions and how they look and how everyone's presented it's just you left you're left with just the emotion of what's actually happening to this person yeah and again, a lot of the emotion is is kind of inferred where like the rare kind of like upticks or like inflections the narrator kind of gives informs a lot of like the what you're feeling in that moment. Like we go from when it, that montage sort of when he is like forgetting a lot of things and he keeps on dropping the coffee mug and he just goes, oh, what, what, in, so what in the hell is wrong with this goddamn mug? And I, love, <laughs> I love that. It's just uh and again, like I, I love it so much too, because again, I wasn't expect like I, I, I was a fan of Don Hertzfeld's from Rejected Cartoons, but if anyone who's seen that knows that that is a strictly like comedic only like dark humor experience that like there's no there's right. like nothing else that you're meant to infer from that. So going into this, I was like, oh boy, we get to have an hour long version of Rejected Cartoons, and you kind of get that <laughs> with the first like few minutes or so where. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, the, Bill was always careful to pick from the, only the back of the produce stand or uh, when he's talking to the checkout girl and she, he's, <laughs> and she's like, he didn't, she didn't answer and Bill felt used. It's like, it's a lot of that humor and like that awkward, like, oh man, how would I deal with it? But then the, we follow that and you're like, oh man, this is going to be hilarious. And we immediately follow that up with Bill wondered if uh, if the, his everyday things that he thought were boring were just his life and his unusual the unusual things were his time spent doing other things and you're like oh okay <laughs> trying to oh, make this, me feel that's things where this is going. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, I could go on and on and on about it I love it so much I, I was not expecting it to turn into that <laughs> I really didn't what would the you first guys... few minutes compared to everything else I was shocked. Yeah, it, it it definitely is very good at tonal shifts too. Like the very mm-hmm. like the 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 scene that I always reference if when talking about that is like the when the grandma comes into play, and you think like you just see Bill like as a little kid walking up with a drawing, and you're like, oh man, it's his grandma. And then the next line of dialogue is, <laughs> grandma Bill's grandma would often wonder how far she could throw him across the room, <laughs> given how strong <laughs> she was. And it, yeah, it like it's it's it's, it's sad so- in a such a unique way. But right. I, one thing you guys kept on saying, like, just how funny you thought it was, I guess. So what what moment would you say, I guess, let, let's 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 put it like this. So what what moment would you say was the funniest and what moment would you say was the, the like, really hit you the hardest emotionally? I'm trying to think. Because, um, like, the funny moments, they were very 
fleeting compared to the more serious ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like something would make me laugh, and I'd be like, "Huh, that's funny." And then like it would be like, oh, "Don't no. woke up in a hospital." It would yeah. Like it. yeah, it would turn very quickly. Sometimes yeah, the fluids so, in the IV make his mouth taste funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's it was almost hard to like stay in that moment for so long for like remembering something funny. I think something that I mentioned earlier that was both. Oh, what was? I'm sorry. Uh, something that was both funny and sad. I mentioned earlier was the leaf blowing thing. I don't know why that stuck out to me so much. I think it was just like we got a solid minute in like this person's life. There was nothing interesting happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing like very dramatic. It was just a solid minute of this person. Just like I don't know if he was waiting for the bus or if that was another um, thing. But it it was just funny. It was just this long scene of this person blowing a leaf blower, like, right next to them, and he just stood there, just, like, totally, like, blank face. Yeah. I, I don't know why something about it was so sad, but also so funny. And, and I it, think that mm-hmm. that perfect blend of uh, comedy and tragedy is what I really, really, really enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it really hammers home, like, the point of, like, because a lot of the, the Bill, like, goes through, like, so many emotional things, like, one after another, after another, after another, like, whether right. it be the, he just continually finding out that the treatment isn't going well, or his mom dies, or he bro- his girlfriend broke up with him, or, so mm-hmm. it, it, it hammers home that point of, like, life doesn't stop, and <laughs> nobody really nobody really cares what you're going through and it's going through yeah, yeah it's it's mm-hmm. just it, it's intense but again it's just it's it's all us inferring like what would be intense for us like that leaf blower guy doesn't care <laughs> he just yeah. he has a job right, to do aimlessly right. <laughs> blown his leaves <laughs> i think the part that hit me the hardest was when his treatment started to turn better um and then he got worse yeah and then you're like oh we kind of know what this means and then he gets better and i think the line where they say bill's mother had to take all the flowers out of his room and return the coffin that i never thought i'd ever (laughs) right i never thought i'd hear that sentence (laughs) and i just i just like sat there in shock like i really you know because like no one else was up i couldn't be like oh my god what am i watching i couldn't talk to anyone about what i was feeling so i just that hit so hard because you to imagine your mother seeing you potentially pass away and then realizing oh i have to return this coffin where i had accepted that i was going to lose a child and then now I'm not. And it's just like, that is so complicated emotionally on so many levels. And it, it was a lot to handle at 2 a.m. I'm not going to lie to you. And it's, <laughs> and I just can't hammer home this point any further. It's all stick figures having these exactly. profound and thoughts. This, and like... Right. The stick figure <laughs> hurling the coffin back. It was just, you have to watch the film to understand it. It's, it's insane. The can one... we spoil? Yes. Yes. We can spoil all you want. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to quickly talk about the ending because I was the like, ending. Oh my Because I was like, oh, the film was gonna end with him dying. Um, I, I, I kind of like got that, but then it just the ending where they talked about they'll just keep living and living and living and living, and he just keeps living. It's just something so uplifting about that. Mm-hmm. It's so sad, and it it just it was an ending that I really. Like I said, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I just was I so enveloped. It. Yeah, I was so enveloped in the ending. Um, I, I can't. I don't know what the message is or was, but I just like it. Like, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think the I felt as no, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. no, 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 go ahead. I've talked way too much. <laughs> go no, for it. <laughs> I the ending I took away that a lot of people say they want to live forever, they don't want to die because a lot of the film is him being afraid to die. Mm-hmm. And then he actually lives forever, and then you see how lonely that gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what I took away from it, is that there's something special about living life once. Mm-hmm. And it's very mm-hmm. like um, the one the thing we keep on saying is like the the sort of fleeting comedy, but also like the heaviness of everything is that it's meant to kind of be like oh man, well they kind of touch on it earlier in the film when it flashes forward and he's like in bed and he's surrounded by all the his like grandkids and people he doesn't really recognize anymore. And he's thinking about like oh man, how dumb it is that I worried about this moment my entire life and it's just one moment and it's going to happen to me once. And then it, it, I'd never have to deal with it again. I wish that I right. could go back and not stress about this so much. And it, it, it kind of, it, it like, it, it takes this like heavy concept that we don't really like to talk about a lot. And it kind of boils it down to something very simple and ultimately kind of like silly that we spend so much time worrying about it or so much time stressing about it. And I think that that's kind of, what the end of the film is meant to mean is like we we spend so much time worried about our own death and we wish that we we just think that it's going to go on forever and it indulges like okay well yeah you are going to go on forever and this is what your life is going to be like you're going to just go around the world forever you're going to learn everything there is to know there's nothing you're never going to find out anything new uh relationships will lose all meaning because you're you're just going to outlive them there's just like a little blip on your radar compared to what your life is and eventually you'll lose everybody and it's mm-hmm. just like it it, it, it kind of shows you how silly that idea is and it's like you said it, it makes mm-hmm. you it like enforces that idea of like treasure every moment while you have it because it, like like they he even says when when the doctor's like hey you're not going to live for long and he goes out and he notices all these details he didn't pay attention to and oh i love that part. he just looks oh, up at the sky yes. and he just says isn't every oh. he just yells isn't everything amazing it's just uh it's such a that's that's easily my favorite part in the whole movie when it, it, he takes mm-hmm. that yeah. uh they flip the walking around the block thing on its head and they introduce yes. color and the full mm-hmm. the full frame comes out and you see real exactly. life for the first time being overlaid over top of the stick figures and mm-hmm. uh. it's such a good reminder for like people in quarantine that last thing where it's like look at all this detail like it's a good reminder to be present and like be thankful for like you know it's hard to be thankful and remember that things are amazing when you're in a global pandemic Um, i was gonna say it's a good message for now yeah (laughs) but then when you walk outside and you look at the flowers and the details and i love the detail about how he loved how the water soaked up his paper towel like his bath mats are gorgeous yeah just like small (laughs) just like small things that we just take for granted that are really just pretty and beautiful and Oh, that's it. Was a good reminder. It, it was a good reminder in quarantine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely great message in quarantine. Especially it's, when we do end up going outside one day. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it, it definitely like it, it. It just it's 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 so intense the way that it's delivered too. Like we keep on also mentioning Jackie. You brought it up at first. The the little like splotches and blobs that we're kind of mostly looking at a black screen throughout mm-hmm. a lot of the first half of the movie. And then when we have that moment, uh, the, the narrator even says it's, it's as though he's been 
it's sleepwalking and all this detail he never noticed. Like we kind of have this like sort of narrow perspective on the world and we kind of view things like through this like like in this movie it's literally presented as like through like this little tunnel of like focus that it just kind of moves around the uh the screen but then once he has this realization of like i don't have much time look at all this detail i never noticed that frame like really opens up and we Mm -hmm. see everything Mm -hmm. all at once and it's just kind of like uh, it, it takes that like it, it, it's like look at all these things that you were so focused on that you completely ignored everything else around you it's oh. I, I just can't gush about this movie enough I love it right. so much yeah. it's incredible it's, this is something that I don't think I've ever would have found on my own and I'm so glad that you recommended it of course yeah you're, you're that's one of the reasons why I enjoy having this show so much is that is it, having these experiences to expose people to new stuff and having my own perspective broadened by other things that people find just as significant as what I think of this so thank you guys very much mm-hmm. for your recommendations <laughs> as well even though I, 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 I have seen them already it, it is very nice to <laughs> kind of look at them through this new lens and hear new voices talking about things that I maybe wouldn't have considered or like digesting it in a new way and Mm -hmm. like like you Mm -hmm. had said it's very important in a time like this where we're kind of like locked into just our sort of immediate circle to like broaden I don't know broaden our experiences through the art of cinema absolutely yeah so any final thoughts we want to say about uh it's such a beautiful day watch it go watch it go watch it yeah no it's a shame too because i i originally found it on netflix but i don't think that it's available on netflix anymore uh i think the only way that you can watch it is don hertzfeld's uh uh vimeo account which you can rent it for uh it's either three or four dollars i don't remember which uh it, it is available on on dvd but it's very expensive but if you do buy the dvd you also get his complete collection of every other animated short film that he's made up into and shortly after that, including the the world of tomorrow, the little the the, the little girl short film that I had mm-hmm. mentioned. Uh, Rejected cartoons is on there. A whole mm-hmm. bunch of really great uh, comedic ones. Uh, another one that I'll I'll send you guys uh, to check out. I think it is it's 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 about relationships but it's 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 very like it, it's drenched in sort of that awkwardness that uh that, that that this movie has where it's like two people go on a blind date and <laughs> so we'll they're both, both like very that. awkward yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. something don, and exactly yeah don hertzfeld's whole filmography is amazing uh, mo- most of his short mm-hmm. films you can find for free on youtube so there and they're all on his own uh youtube channel and actually you know if anyone is unsure if they want this like deep uh <laughs> philosophical experience of seeing the movie uh he actually has the first uh 20 minutes or so for free on his youtube channel so if you're unsure yes. about committing an hour of your time to watch the, mm-hmm. this movie you can watch the first tw- up it's the everything from the beginning of the movie up until the uh the coffin scene that uh Aaron, <gasps> i think you mentioned so oh <laughs> so you can uh go check that out if you're still unsure about uh about watching it but yeah it's such a beautiful day my second favorite movie of all time and it's uh, an amazing experience i think everyone should have Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i guess wrapping it up uh we touched on it a little bit in the beginning but any upcoming projects you guys are working on anything you're excited to share you want to plug real quick um just once simple will happen it'll happen (laughs) when it does 
And when it does, uh, if you want to support, that would be great. Is it still, are you still accepting like, uh, or I guess the funding is over? Um, yeah, the funding is the funding is over, but um, I'll never say no to like if anyone <laughs> wants to go to it. Uh, it, w- it would go towards the film, but um, yeah, whenever that comes out or starts making festival runs, support it. Um, Can't wait to see it. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. You graduate tomorrow. Um. <laughs> Aaron, what about you? Anything Our coming friendship. down the line that you're very that you're excited for? You want to share? I mean, the Disneyland obviously. Yeah, is gonna catch be... me Disney. Being a star. Catch me at Disney. Catch my film Crash. Uh, will be happening very soon. Now that everything's done, my all my finals and everything, I can finally finish editing. Um, Stefan will probably be very happy to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that check that out and then catch me in Florida. <laughs> Sounds good. It's it's again. It's it's good to hear that everyone is still managing to thrive in their own unique way amidst all this uh, craziness. So, again, just thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. I'm really glad you enjoyed my weird artsy animated film <laughs> recommendation. And thank you guys yeah. for both recommending. Oh, we love it. We love it. <laughs> some fantastic films. Uh, all right, so yeah, uh, for those listening, tune in next time. We're going to have my friend Cole Reese on the show, uh, another Kutztown grad. He is a camera rental person at Liberty Camera Co. in Philly, so he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll have a lot of fascinating stories to talk about, all the big shot productions he's rented equipment <laughs> to in the past. Uh, for those who want to be in on the film discussion portion of that episode, uh you should check out his recommendation. He recommended me Logan Lucky, which I haven't seen yet, but it's free on Prime. Uh, and I recommended him uh, the 2018 film Upgrade by Lee Wanell, also available on Prime. But I think you might have to pay a small fee to rent it. Uh, so, yeah, those are the movies that we'll be talking about next time. Feel free to watch those so you're in on the conversation. Again, Jackie and Aaron, thank you guys so much for coming out and doing this i had a blast uh good luck with all your future endeavors and thank you guys for watching the watchless podcast we'll see you next time